You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, for your Tuesday episode of Locked On Browns. We didn't catch yesterday. Obviously, we sat down with Pete Smith. Discussed all the ins and outs of J.J. Watt and the possibility of the Cleveland Browns pursuing the former two-time defensive player of the year and whether or not Mr. Watt would be interested in joining the Cleveland Browns. If you read the OBR, we could maybe know sooner than later the fate of J.J. Watt. We will see about all that. So we are going to sit down with Mr. Sam Penix. Uh, as everybody knows, Sam has been on before. Uh, Sam whether it is over with the first pick or Dog Pound Daily. Um, one of my favorite younger guys uh, writing Browns coverage uh, does a fantastic job. Uh, Sam, uh, of course, great to have you at uh, Sam underscore Penix. Uh, me again, as always, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Sam, my buddy, my good friend, how you been? I've been just fine keeping up on all of the nonstop stream of news this offseason sarcasm funny thing is sam is not a lot of it is browns related which is probably a very very good thing yeah nice change of pace i mean that's how this this front office operates they don't really put themselves out there all that much and that's fine with me well and the other thing is is you know when you're finally uh, get a glimpse of success and a taste of success you don't have to be running all over and there will not be mass changes which is just uh, I mean, there's just no other way to describe it than just, you know, showing continue, you know, the continuing of, you know, what was a great season here for this team and this franchise as they're hopefully to, you know, jump leaps and bounds in 2021 uh, and further expand their run in the playoffs. Uh, fa- uh, if you haven't checked it out uh, at Dog Pound Daily today, uh, Sam put out a lengthy article, a great article um, about where this Browns roster is currently and as far as you know sam and what he sees as who's in who's out essentially uh with their uh tickets punched invites punched i should say for the 2021 season uh sam some thoughts on the article and this is something that happens when you put something like this together uh you know once you start stringing together information and you know production and salary cap you get yourself into a position when you start this article, you know, probably where, oh, you know, so-and-so, yeah, he should be, you know, fine. He'll be in this mix. And then as you start going deeper and deeper in it, then you're like, oh, wait a minute, maybe so-and-so isn't so much of a lock, essentially, for the 21 NFL season for the Browns. Yeah, there were, there were a couple guys on the on the roster that were like that. Um, and, you know, one of them is Adrian Claiborne, who I, I put as a lock. He's due about $3.5 this year, which isn't bad for – you know, a decent rotational edge, but he can be cut for just 500 grand in dead money. And it may not, you know, 3 million may not seem like a whole lot, you know, considering what we're used to in terms of cap space over the past few years, but that could be a significant amount, you know, that could, that could be turned into potentially a defensive back that's playing more snaps uh, or, or put, you know, towards the, offense upgrading the receiver room or something like that so um, another one is case keenum who given his cap hit it's like 7.3 million or something like that kind of a foregone conclusion that he's going to be on the team but 
if they were comfortable with, you know, the, the work that Mayfield has put in and they don't think that he necessarily needs this, this overpaid veteran presence behind him just to light a fire underneath him. And I mean, it's Case Keenum, right? He, Mayfield's not in any danger of losing his job to Case Keenum. So, um, well, and the other thing is, is you know, to pay somebody seven point three million dollars to pray he never takes a snap. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it just doesn't seem like a very. Uh, there were probably better ways to use that money. We'll say, and if they wanted to have Kyle Walletta be the backup this year, that's probably fine. If they wanted to draft a guy late on day three or bring in an undrafted guy, that that's fine too. So. He's another guy. He clean up, clear up a little bit of money, and you're going to have to take on some dead cap next year, anyways, if you want to cut him. So you might as well rip the bandaid off right now. I think, especially with the situation they're in, and I think uh, you know Browns wise, I think everybody's kind of agreeing. Um, and you, you know, this is what you get to with teams when you believe you have your franchise quarterback is, you know, and it's the old you know uh, Ron Moore line from back in the day. Why don't any of the quarterbacks you know get any snaps in practice? Well, if 18 is out we're effed and we don't practice effed yep. essentially. And I think that's where the Browns are at currently with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. It's, it's why I'm, uh, I'm not a huge fan of investing in the backup quarterback spot because, you know, if, if Mayfield goes down, the season's over. Um, if, if he's down for any you know significant amount of time, if it's two or three games, you know, ideally if you have the offensive personnel around the quarterback position that you want to have, um, which will hopefully be coming this off season, then a rookie or you know a young guy should be able to to step in and and carry the load for a few games. But the issue with with Keenum doing that is his skill set is basically a complete opposite of what Mayfield does well. So usually, what your backup to kind of resemble your your starter in terms of skill set, and with Mayfield, that's vertical passing game, getting outside the pocket, making plays on the move. Whereas Keenum, you have short passing game from within the pocket. And that doesn't really mesh well with, with the personnel that we hope the Browns are going to end up adding at the wide receiver position. So it would not surprise me the least to see them move on from Keenum and, and find someone else to back up Mayfield next year. Uh, I, I, I don't necessarily, I mean, I don't find a way to disagree with you on that. Just, you know, due to the fact that again, I'll just reiterate it. It's, I do believe this is Baker Mayfield's team. And if you can, you know, add to, you know, the talent pool around him, as far as skill players, there's nobody else you want quarterbacking this team. And I, I can understand with the implementing of a new system, you know, especially with the fact they had no idea how the off season was going to go and having to do through so much of it through Zoom and, you know, basically bringing in another, you know, eyes and ears and I guess you know, Zoom partner in Case Keenum uh, to ease the transition for Baker Mayfield. But, you know, as far as, you know, Case Keenum ever playing down for this franchise, I don't want to see it. Um, and I, I am a firm believer if it's not Baker, then, you know, it, it's, it's just not going to matter. Without giving your article away, Sam, how many – Open roster spots, if you want to round the number off to not give it away, how many open roster spots do you actually see on the 2021 Cleveland Browns? My view on it is probably more aggressive than most, but going through it all, uh, my number I came up with was you know 25 to 29 range, which is quite a significant amount when you're only carrying 53 guys on game day. So. I think, mm, and what side of the ball would those names be on, huh? 
it's it's a it's a mix of both. It's definitely a mix of both because Andrew Barry has had one off season to do his work right, and John Dorsey. I mean, he got he got the quarterback, but aside from that, he didn't really leave the Browns with a ton of other players from a foundational perspective, and especially on offense, I see one player who is not an offensive lineman who I can say for sure is going to be a, a core long-term piece to this team. And that's the quarterback. And that's, that's kind of an issue when you need to be scoring points to win in this league. So they have definitely a, a ton of potential for, for turnover over the next few seasons. And I don't necessarily think that means completely transforming the team because I don't think a ton is set in stone right now. So improving the skill positions i don't think that that necessarily means blowing it up or or punting on the next season or two it means you realize where your shortcomings are and i don't understand how you know anyone can have watched that loss to the chiefs and say nope mayfield has all the help he needs the browns weapons are good enough they don't need to improve on the offensive side of the ball because we we all saw how Yes, the defense needs work, right? Patrick Mahomes had his receivers had probably a five yard radius of, of grass around them every time they caught the ball. And <laughs> you go to the other side of the ball, Mayfield is having to make pinpoint throws with defensive backs draped over his receivers every time. And they almost won that game even even with that significant disadvantage there. So I think that there need to be, you know, sweeping changes at, to that wide receiver room, in my opinion. And it needs to be focused on getting the type of players that Mayfield is going to excel with. You know, what, what do we need to do to conform this offense to his skill set and put him in the best possible position to succeed? And to me, that's getting fast receivers who can separate, who can win down the field and turn crossing routes into, into big games, get some yards after the catch here, which is something that the, the team didn't do basically at all last year. So they have some big names in that room. They have a very expensive room and they're not getting nearly enough production out of it that they need to be for the price that they're, they're spending on it. Well, there you have it for Mr. Sam panics. And this is things that I've tried to tell you guys. And we've tried to talk about for months and it's almost to this point, regardless of the guest. Um, yes. Baker Mayfield played out of his mind, but you go to Baker Mayfield in college, his yardage output per game was ridiculous. Um, people, you know, wonder, you know, why he is not a four thousand yard passer. It is limited what he can do through the passing game, and is limited what these receivers can do as far as a route tree. And they are not getting the chunk plays that Baker Mayfield had at Oklahoma, and at times had in his rookie year in twenty eighteen. Um, and you're asking Baker to essentially be perfect within a twenty five to thirty yard box, which is uh, difficult for any quarterback. Um, you want, you know, to see Baker, you know, get his stats within the 4,000, you know, plus fourth north of 4,000 passing yards. He's capable of it, um, but he's got to have, you know, the talent around him. And you're going to need some chunk. You're going to need some burst plays. Uh, he's capable of it as quarterback. Uh, you have to have the other guys there as well. We're going to get to a little bit more here with Sam. We'll talk some free agents here. If Sam's obviously saying that there are a bunch of open roster spots on this 2021 season. We're going to have to find a way to fill some of these needs. So we'll get in a free agents. We'll get in a draft. Um, just before uh, we close out this segment, um, to the Los Angeles Chargers, at the time San Diego Chargers, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, 
Deep condolences, Vincent Jackson, 38 years old, former NFL receiver, played for both franchises. Crazy, crazy to be uh, leaving this world at 38 years old. So, you know, all the best to both franchises and uh, to the Jackson family as well. Just uh, terrible, difficult times. Just because the NFL season is over, that does not mean your experience with betonline.ag has to end anytime soon, or it doesn't mean it's time to start a relationship with betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use that promo code locked on, all caps, no space, for your 50% welcome bonus, whether it's the NBA, whether it is the NHL, whether it is college basketball, whether it's NASCAR, uh, MLB coming around the corner here soon, anything you need over at betonline.ag, and it's certainly, certainly draft prop bets. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Also, make sure to check out new on the Locked On Podcast Network, More Than the Game. Incredible, incredible stuff. Please, just take my word for this. If you get the opportunity, you love listening to your podcast, go ahead and check that out. Now, Sam, with all of these names that are apparently maybe are going to be jettisoned in one way or another from Cleveland for the 2021 season, who got your eyes on here, uh, you know, free agent-wise? It's going to be an interesting class. Uh, Anybody who is doing free agent prediction pieces, I I, I just absolutely give you all the credit in the world um, with a fixed cap this year and so many teams in, you know, situations they were not expected to be. Uh, it's going to take a lot of solid maneuvering by some really, really, really smart front offices, one of which resides in Berea, Ohio. That's why I'm cautiously optimistic about our, our free agency aspirations this offseason, because if there's one front office that's going to know how how to navigate this unprecedented cap situation, it's going to be the Browns. 100%. And I'm very interested to see what they end up doing. In terms of what I want to see, I think it's it's going to depend on what they do before free agency, and that has to do with two particular contracts that are up near the top of the team's cap table in terms of cap hits and have very low dead money hits if moved on from. Uh, I, I won't name which two those are, but I think you can probably figure those out pretty easily. <laughs> if they were to move on from one or preferably both of those, that would leave you with a pretty decent amount of, of space. Somewhere around $30 million or so, no? Yes, something like that, which is oh, not okay. at all. <laughs> and that, that, would, that would place you just a little bit over the cap this year or something like that. And um, that's kind of my strategy here. I want to get, before I even you know worry about signing free agents, I want to get to where I'm not overspending the cap by a drastic amount like we have the past three seasons because I see Miles Garrett's contract skyrocketing in 2023. I see Baker Mayfield getting an extension. I see other players like Ronnie Harrison and Wyatt Teller and Denzel Ward. We're going to be up for extensions here pretty soon. And I think that you have to be wary of that when signing players this year because you don't want to go all in for a year or two and end up, you know, 
closing your window after that, you want this to turn into a sustainable contender, right? We didn't go through one in 31 to have a two-year Super Bowl window, and, that, and that, that's it. So we have to be careful. Just because we have cap space this offseason doesn't mean that we can spend that cap space because all the cap space that we have left is rollover. And that rollover has always been specifically to extend players like Mayfield and Ward while keeping the ability to improve the roster in other areas in free agency. And I don't want to jeopardize that. So any money that I want to spend this offseason, I have to create that. I have to act like I have no cap space at the moment. And alluded to before, there are ways to create that cap space. So if they wanted to get pretty aggressive and, and create a decent amount of space, then somebody like J.J. Watt makes a lot of sense because depending on what he's going to cost, you're not going to find a better player at any position in this offseason class, agency class, than Watt. He's still one of the most disruptive defenders in the league. He, ne- he necessitates a double team every single play, and so does Miles Garrett. You put those two guys on the same defensive line, there are only five offensive linemen, so that's a big problem for offenses to deal with. In terms of cheaper free agents, maybe guys who aren't you know, the superstar that Watt is, Trey Hendrickson is really interesting depending on, on what he's going to earn. He's an ascending player who I think really fits what the Browns want opposite of Miles Garrett. Uh, you have Romeo Aquara from Detroit who had a breakout season this past year. I'm really interested to see what he gets because he had four years, I believe, his first four years of his career, he didn't really do much. And then he had a breakout year in 2020. So do you pay for that? Do you pay for 2020? Is, is, was it just a fluke? And teams really can't afford to make expensive mistakes this offseason. Otherwise, they're, they're screwing themselves over next year and, and into the future. So what I think is going to end up happening, at least with the Browns, is they're going to do what they did with Jack Conklin, and they're going to do what they did with Austin Cooper. They're going to back those mm-hmm. deals, and they're going to maybe get some some of these higher higher priced free agents like Conklin, who, at least for me, I was expecting him to get paid more than Trent Brown did because he, at the time of signing, he was better than Trent Brown. He was yep. younger than Trent Brown. I thought he was going to you know be the highest paid offensive lineman in history, and the Browns ended up getting him for three years, forty two million. Because he knew that you know he, he could get paid a decent amount here over the next three seasons, and then he could hit the free agency market again after the the cap had skyrocketed and cash in again. So, given that fact and where the Browns are from a contention standpoint, I think it makes a lot of sense for free agents to take a cheaper one or two year deal with the Browns, compete for a Super Bowl, and play op- opposite you know Miles Garrett if you're on defense, play with Garrett, play with Ward. On offense, you get to play with Baker Mayfield, and then you get to turn two, one or two years of, of production and Super Bowl contention into another big contract after the cap skyrockets again. So the fact that a lot of free agents aren't going to want to sign these long-term deals because they know they can make more money in a year or two, I think the Browns are going to be able to take advantage of that. Which they should. Um, and you know that's one thing, and, and we keep speaking about that. Um, with this, you know, cap manipulation that's going to go through here that, you know, look, there's anything is going to be an issue due to COVID. But you look at this in the hands of 
who's making these decisions in Andrew Barry and this front office. And you feel really confident that, you know, this might be a situation here, you know, where, you know, the, the smart guys can essentially win. Uh, they did very well with this last year, getting a bunch of players in here for what they paid them. Uh, they, you know, got the production. Uh, you know, Conklin, Hooper, obviously not withstanding. This is more about the Carl Josephs, the B.J. Goodson, the Malcolm Smiths of the world. Uh, but you're going to trust these gentlemen here to make the right play, make the right call, and to get this done essentially, you know, where it, it is. And this is the thing, you know, we continue to try to stress, stress here is it, it, you're not looking at a two-year window. You want this to be sustainable and you know be you know playoff worthy year in year out, and you trust that these gentlemen are going to be the one that going to be the ones that can take this there. We're going to get to one last segment here with Sam, who uh, has been fantastic. If you're not checking out his work, trust me, Sam. You know, uh, Sam, I talk about a lot. Uh, one of the ascending uh, you know writers here as far as content within the Browns community. So make sure you are continued to be locked in to the work from Mr. Penix. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Make sure you are also checking out. Uh, Brian Peacock, Matt Williamson on the Peacock and Williamson show. These guys do a fantastic job. Um, and anybody who's upset with me being part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, direct that hate mail to Mr. Brian Peacock. Sam, NFL Draft 2021. Certainly going to be a unique experience. Uh, we should be combine prepping right now, everybody. Sadly, we cannot do that. But again, if there's going to be a lot of new faces here and we've established what the core is, where does the rubber rubber meet the road? Where is the where is the buffet where the Browns should be lining up for not just on the defensive side of the ball, but defensive skill defensive positions specifically, who are some Sam Panic's gems to this point of the 2021 class? Well, that buffet is going to be on day two, I think, rounds two and three. I, I think there's a ton of talent at pretty much all of the areas that the Browns need. And Well, we figure, well, what, four to five quarterbacks. There's always going to be an offensive tackle run. Well, yeah. Lots of wide receivers, which sets up beautifully for that 30 to 60 range. Yep. And personally, I would like to move back from 26. and I believe it's more than a 50% possibility, yeah. but go ahead maybe pick up another three and, and pick next year like that. So looking forward to, to seeing what they do there. The wide receiver class, I know we say this every year, but it, it's very deep. There's a lot of great talent there, and there are a lot of very interesting and diverse and dynamic skill sets there. And I think the Browns need at least two, possibly three guys. Personally, for me, I think the two favorites that I have so far 
I, I've made it probably I'm probably eighty percent of the way through my uh my watch list for receiver, but the two favorites that I have are Tylen Wallace and Elijah Moore, both of whom I think will end up going in the second round. And I would not be at all opposed to taking either of them at 58, 59, whatever we're at now. Wallace is, he's a boundary receiver. He didn't have a wide route tree at Oklahoma state, but never do coming out of Oklahoma state. (laughs) Maybe you get Blackman, maybe you get Des Bryant, right? But they make some good receivers over there. And Wallace is, is the next one. He's, I wouldn't call him a burner necessarily, but he, he just gets open down the field. And quarterback play for him was erratic, but he got targeted quite a bit and he made the most of them. Even when there wasn't a ton of separation there, maybe the ball was underthrown or, or he was in the reds, you know, end zone, red zone, whatever. He's got fantastic ball skills. And I think having a guy who can get open down the field and make the difficult catch when he needs to, I think Baker Mayfield would do fantastic with a guy like that. Because right now you have nobody who can really get open down the field. And you have some guys with maybe not the greatest ball skills through contact. Usually you have either or. And Wallace has both of those. And I think he'd be a fantastic fit in this offense. Add some some verticality, which we know this offense really needs. And then Moore is kind of your, I don't want to necessarily call him a pure slot, but he's what is he five nine? So that's probably where you're gonna you're gonna play him in the in the NFL. But he played outside at Ole Miss and did pretty well there. So he's so good with the ball in his hands. Just a spark plug there. And the Browns need somebody who's a threat from the slot, who can push the, the ball upfield, right on the jet sweep motion. And I think he'd be a fantastic fit in this offense. Need some toys. You need some toys on this offense. And, you know, you look at what other teams do, and it's not necessarily even the the threat of what a player can do on the jet sweep. It's the threat of showing it and what you can do off of the motion uh, and just more things they can do now that everybody's comfortable with each other. Um, look, I, this offseason is probably going to be limited again, but you're not starting from scratch the way you did last year. And now the lines of communication, because everybody knows each other so well, are so much more give and take. Uh, there's a lot that can be done on the offensive side of the ball. With that being said, Sam, there certainly needs some help brought in on the defensive side of the ball. So some of Sam's favors that you'd like to see in the brown and orange next year. I'm assuming we're going to need a pass rusher. Uh, even if we sign one in free agency, I, I would like to see them take one on day, day two. But a late round guy that I like a lot is Penn State's Shaka Tony, who mm-hmm. is not the Penn State rusher who who's getting attention. That's Jason Owe. But I thought that Tony's tape was significantly better than Owe's. He was the one that defenses were doubling and chipping every single play. He was the one that was making the impact, getting the consistent pressures. He's got a fantastic first step. He's really bendy. He plays the run well. He's just... He's a good football player. The problem is he's 6'3", 240. And you don't see many NFL edges holding up at that size. I think Not a 4'3". Yeah, he's going to be a designated pass rusher early on. Elvis, I think Elvis Dumerville. There's one. We got one, right? 
pass rusher, which I think I think the Browns could really benefit from a speed rusher bringing in on third downs. I think you could also potentially move him to Will on early downs. Um, there were a couple times where he dropped into coverage for the Nittany Lions. He didn't do it a lot, and he didn't look you know, necessarily natural, but potential is there. And I think having a developmental player like that who can, who can do multiple things, even at a position that they, they don't value very highly in linebacker, I think that's perfectly fine. And uh, in the secondary, I still love Sean Wade. I know he was disappointing this year as a, as a boundary corner. But his We're talking about a man on an island right here now, Sam Penix. Go ahead. Yeah. His tape 2018 and 2019 at, at nickel, slot corner, safety, it's fantastic. And that's, that's the way that fits the Browns, not the 2020 version. Yes. But the, you know, the earlier, yes, I, I, I get it. I get it. Joe Woods wants, you know, he, cover three is his thing. They're going to need another starting safety. They have two out of the three right now, assuming that Delpit comes back healthy, which is not a guarantee. But they're going to need somebody who can, who can rotate down to safety or down to corner, down to slot corner, up to safety, depending on the look, provide some support in the run game get physical. And I think Wade can do all that very well. And considering, I mean, I I'm seeing him third, fourth round at this point, I think he's way too good to be considered that low. So if they can get him in the third round and get a versatile starter in that secondary, I would love that. Versatility would be the key with Wade. Um, the fact that he can play inside and outside granted what we saw you know, for most of this year, we would not want to play him on the outside but it's still something that he can do. Uh, one last question for you, Sam, before we you know, take this one on home. You mentioned the possibility. You opened the Pandora's box of a day three quarterback. Somebody got in mind? Ian Book is kind of the, the guy that fits the Mayfield mold, right? He's a better runner, though. I don't Which is what you would him, want from a backup quarterback. It, hey, if you I don't think... see it, you don't know it's there, son, just take off. <laughs> yep, I think at a... Seventh round undrafted free agent, I would be okay with taking that chance. I I would probably, given his his experience in college, given um, his skill set, I would probably just move on from Keenum at that point. And and the fact that you're okay with him understanding that you can lean on a running game, I'm with you, Sam. I'm with you. All right, Sam. Dream scenario. Give me one name each. Dream free agent. Dream draft pairing for the Cleveland Browns. J.J. Watt and J.C. Horn. That's the dream. Defense fix right there. Well, not yeah, pretty fixed, much, right? Long way towards that. Yeah, I, I think I think that would work. I think that would play out very, very well. Uh, he is Sam Panix. Uh, make sure you're checking out all the work, whether it's with the first pick, whether it is with Dog Pound Daily. Um, it, it's been great for me, and you know, I've gotten a little bit closer with Sam probably since early summer, and just seeing you know his his career grow. And it's done the right way. Um, it's not flash. It's not splash. It's hard work. It's dedication to his craft. Um, if you are not following at Sam underscore Penix, please do. Because uh, he just continues to grow within the community as he deserves. Because he's putting in the work day in, day out. So make sure you check in everything out from Sam. Make sure you check out this article on Dog Pound Daily about where the Browns are. Look, it's great to have the core. But you do have to you know, fill things in, essentially, year in, year out, 
to round about what comes to your 53-man roster. Uh, the show itself, iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Throw a follow over there. DMs are always open. The show itself, at Lockdown Browns. Again, DMs are open over there. Follow back account. Questions, ideas for the show. We have a lot more flexibility in the offseason, you know, to have a little more fun with it. And this is things that we are aiming to do this year, uh, open things up a little bit more and, you know, keep you listeners who are here day in, day out. And the only reason this exists, again, is because of you. So try to appease, you know, what you guys want within the daily content of the show. This has been your daily delivery of all things talk. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.